and then jogged 400 meters, eventually working up to 10 repetitions, or seven and a half miles of running. It worked. He qualified for Boston by one second. So Bart continued to include this track workout in his training for other marathons, recording the results in his running log. A few years later, he noticed an odd correlation between his marathon finishing times and the times in which he ran those 10 800-meter intervals. If he ran each interval around, say, 2 minutes and 40 seconds, his finishing time for the marathon was right around 2 hours and 40 minutes. If he ran them in 2.50, that is 2 minutes and 50 seconds, that meant he was in shape to run a 2.50 marathon. This held true for 14 out of 15 marathons he ran since adopting this training regimen. Bart thought it was an interesting coincidence, but it wasn't until he casually mentioned it to Amby Burfoot, then the chief editor of Runner's World, that what are now known to runners around the world as Yasso 800s became a thing. Amby wrote a story about the workout, and, in a surprise to Bart, even named it, explaining that when astronomers discover a new star, they get to name it whatever they want, so why shouldn't Bart get the credit? If you Google Yasso 800s today, you will get more than 80,000 results. The workout, ideally done a few weeks before your goal race, has become a staple of marathon training programs for all kinds of runners, from newbies to Olympic qualifiers. But even this cannot fully account for Bart's immense popularity. Yasso 800s may have earned him some coaching cred and name recognition, but he is beloved by legions of runners today not because of what he knows. It's because of what he's done and who he is. Put simply, Bart has done more for runners and has had more fun running than anyone I know. He recounted his many adventures and accomplishments, as well as the personal crises and challenges he has overcome along the way, in his 2008 memoir, My Life on the Run. If you're listening to this, chances are you're familiar with that book already. But if you aren't, you should get familiar with it. Bart has lived an amazing life. For starters, he's traveled all over the world. His passport has been stamped with visas from Australia, New Zealand, Nepal, Peru, Kenya, Tanzania, India, and Egypt, among other far-flung nations. I guarantee that Bart met people in each of them that he would remember today if they ran into each other. Of course, Bart has run races all over the world, too, more than he can even count. But it's not just his bucket list that makes Bart's running life and this book unique. It's his perspective. Bart can relate to all kinds of runners, from the front of the pack to the back, because he has been each of those runners in his lifetime. He won a marathon in his early years, and his PR is 240. He finished the Badwater Ultra Marathon, widely regarded as one of the hardest foot races on earth. He's run the famed Comrades Marathon, a misnomer since the course runs at least 56 miles, depending on whether it's an uphill or a downhill year, in South Africa. He once even ran neck-and-neck neck with 1972 Olympic marathon champion Frank Shorter in a race. Despite all his accolades and achievements, Bart understands humility 
and remains authentically down-to-earth. He is personally acquainted with something all runners can relate to, regardless of how fast or slow they are. Adversity In 1990, Bart unknowingly contracted Lyme disease, and six years later, while climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa, he suffered an attack of Bell's palsy that rendered the left side of his face and body temporarily paralyzed. These conditions have left Bart with joint pain and severe arthritis in his knee and hip. This has slowed him down, and at times it's hard for him to run more than a few easy miles. It hasn't stopped him from running. I don't think anything could. But it has given him a keen appreciation for how difficult and yet therapeutic running can be for so many people. Bart's PRs are behind him now, but he finds it just as...